Hey fam, this is Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a call, and I'm your host, Cheryl Spears. The views and opinions expressed here on the Call Cheryl Hun podcast are those of myself and podcast guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any company discussed. Any content provided by myself and podcast guests are of their opinion and are not intended to defame any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Each week on the podcast, we will hear your MLM stories and also discuss MLMs like Beachbody, along with the problematic Heinz, super trainers, and CEOs who recruit using pain points and other sleazy tactics. This is not just another anti-MLM podcast. My goal is to prevent anyone from making the same mistake I made for the past eight years while I was in an MLM cult. If you want to share your story, email me at callcherylhine at gmail.com or send me a DM over on Instagram at callcherylhine. Now remember, when I'm not pulling back the BS on Beachbody, you'll find me here on my podcast or hanging out in my Instagram stories. And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast or you might miss something juicy. Now sit back and relax, grab your favorite drink or snack and enjoy the show. Hey fam, Cheryl here. I'm just jumping on to give you a quick content warning. This episode contains content that may be alarming and trigger some listeners. Please check the show notes for more detailed description and take care of yourself. Hey fam, this is Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a cult, and I am your host, Cheryl Spears. Today, I have my good friend, DC here. If you're not aware of who she is, uh, she is say hello to DC on Instagram. And quite frankly, she's the what honorary member of the snark crew. So I'm going to have DC go ahead and introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself. Uh, so you all can get to know her and then we will get started. Hello, I'm uh, DC. Thank you so much for having me, Cheryl. Uh, I like to call myself an MLM dropout to try to take back the power that some uh, pro multi-level marketers like to use like, oh, you just dropped out. And I just like to keep speaking that positively. So that's kind of why I include it whenever I introduce myself, um, just as like a little step forward. Um, because there is, I really believe like there's power in people's stories and even though I'm not in multi-level marketing anymore, I think the experience that I had may help others. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, that's why I do that. Um, I am married and we move around a lot because uh, I'm a military spouse and uh, we're actually moving overseas soon. So that will be interesting. I had my first run-in with a multi-level marketing company <laughs> because of that situation I had just moved to a new duty station and um, up to that point had worked my whole life. I would go to school full-time. I was working full-time and I was attempting to play tennis full-time. And so it was a whole lot of um, busy, hard work. And when I got married, 
didn't have my main job anymore. Um, had kind of retired from playing tennis, from teaching tennis. And I was like, I need, I want to do something. I was, it was kind of a perfect storm mm-hmm. and someone I really liked, uh, had <laughs> reached out to me on Facebook and I thought I was helping her out, but it turns out that I was just trying to be recruited into a multi-level marketing company. And so yes. that's where that started back in, uh, 20, February, 2014. And I just recently got out of young living <laughs> in 2022. So wow, yeah, it's been almost, almost, uh, almost 10 years, I guess it's really eight years, but, um, a long, kind of a long period of time for me. And now I'm here on the internet. That's how I met you, which I'm so grateful for the snark crew. Um, initially I, met you through Amy and mm-hmm. now I feel like we're friends even though <laughs> we've never met each other before but um yeah I'm happy to be here happy to tell a little bit about my story and I'm kind of a structured person so I'm excited to do the conversational kind of format and mm-hmm. see what where the conversation leads us so I'm excited <laughs> Yes, everybody. So DC is the one that I mentioned on my very first podcast and probably my second podcast where she is very organized and really wants it to be an outline. And um, I have bucked DC's system uh, and decided to just do it without an outline. And we're going to see where it goes. Um, DC, so I'm so excited to have you here today. Um, I wanted to ask you my first question, okay, is... When we're on our snark cruise, like when we're having our interviews or whatever, or snarking on everybody, um, I, I, lo- I hear you relay a lot of the diet culture back to when you were in tennis. Um, can you yeah. explain just a little bit about that and how that, like, how diet culture affected you when you were, how old were you when you played tennis? Um, I started playing when I was 11, I was kind of a slow, I mean, I'd always been in sports, but I really, I I went to a tennis camp when I was younger, loved it, kept asking my parents, like, please let me play tennis, please let me play tennis. And I have Mm -hmm. two brothers and two sisters. So sometimes like it was a, we're too busy or not too busy, but there's a lot going on and it's the cost associated with a lot of kids it's just, it's just a factor. So my uh, mom ended up putting me in a, in a kind of a class type thing. I started playing, I started getting better at it. Um, And then I started in public school at the end of, at the end of seventh grade, I started doing off-campus PE, which is the requirements in Texas. You had to play 30 hours a week um for your sport so I got out of school early would get at, start playing at two finish at seven every day Ooh. play tournaments on the weekends wow. and um as I started getting better um my coach I mean we our team kind of was known for um and I say team just the kids I trained with when we would compete individually in tournaments we were known for like our conditionings because we mm-hmm. we got slaughtered at practice every day and so um I as a young kid I don't know I was not I was um I I don't know I don't want to trigger anyone I was not what 
my body weight wasn't something that I would have, that I think most people would have said, oh man, she needs to lose weight. I don't think that was the case. My coach thought differently. So he thought I would be faster, be able to move on the court better, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, if I lost weight. And my parents um, weren't in organized sports growing up. My my mom grew up overseas. She was in um, on and off. She was in cross country, but not not on a like competitive level really. So uh, they, I think I don't want to paint a picture that they didn't advocate for me. I think they just went into this like not knowing a yeah. lot about what's healthy, what's not. My dad was always kind of into like weightlifting and stuff like that so yeah he I think he was like okay it doesn't sound bad so I was um I would say that I was not eating enough for a long 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 time and constantly getting critiqued by my coach like oh you have a double chin and I have some health stuff where he would run me on the treadmill for two hours at a time and then oh all of a sudden my double chin is gone because my limb cyst I know it's 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 (laughs) it's awful um so I you know the situations like that where I'm thinking this is my first interaction with a coach I think that they have the best interests out for me because I had great parents so I'm thinking authority figures have the best you know yeah best thing for you um and that wasn't the case with him I was with him for six or seven years until my parents are like, hell no, we're done. We're done. We're done. But that carried, I went out to train at a facility in Arizona when I was getting kind of on a higher playing level. Mm -hmm. And they were like, you're not eating enough. You need to eat this. They had to talk him into it. They also had to talk him into letting me take my inhaler because he thought I could become addicted to my um my inhaler so he would not let me take my inhaler when I was having an asthmatic moment during practice because he thought that I was becoming dependent upon it so that story the other week when Ashley Molstad was giving her daughter her empty her empty inhaler made me feel some kind of way because misinformation about one not understanding like what an empty inhaler will do for one, a child who cannot advocate for themselves. But for me, listening to someone who had all these weird ideas about food, about medicine, and was very controlling, and I would say verbally abusive, abusive. and to an extent, didn't have our best interest in mind with physical activity. Yeah, um, I've got yeah. lots of feelings about the um, the diet culture yes. <laughs> and beach body just because, you know, having a kid eat two ounces of meat at night after they played for five and a half hours and some vegetables, like, give me a break, right. <laughs> give me a break. Give me You're a break. definitely not eating enough. Right. And so it's yeah. crazy that like you went to, you went to Arizona where it was a higher qualified tennis camp or school, right? And, or program and they were like um you're not eating enough food so your coach yeah. and look no let's let's just take up because you know I love ex-cal he is my adopted father on the internet um they yeah. they probably didn't know any better and at our time like when we were younger like parents it was the the freaking what slim fast air 
That's when all the diet stuff was coming out, Weight Watchers, people doing all that stuff. And you think it's okay because it's all over the place, right? So I can't believe, so you were there for six to seven years and then finally your parents, what made your parents cut it off? Was it after you went to Arizona? Did they figure it out that way or? Um, gosh, I got, um, do you know what whooping cough is? Yes. I got whooping cough. I was vaccinated for it. I got whooping cough, um, when I was 16 and, um, I almost did not make, did it did not get better from that. Um, it was very bad. I ended up, they, they didn't, at the time it wasn't super like going around a lot. And so we went to my asthma doctor and I got prescribed something that I had an allergic reaction to. And Mm -hmm. so then they're like, some, is this asthma? What is it in my, um, I know not everyone's a big fan of chiropractors. We've just always gone to them. And he said, Hey, that kind of sounds like whooping cough. You might want to go to your pediatrician and see what's up. So I got tested for it, got on the right medicine, but, um, when you have asthma and then you get whooping cough, it's very, it's like very scary. So I was out of playing for like six months, I think. Yeah. Um, I think I lost, this is just a trigger warning associated with when you caught, when with whooping cough, you cough so much, like I burst all of the um like blood vessels in my face, all mm. of the whites of my eyes were red from coughing so much and you can't keep any food down because mm-hmm. you're just off um yeah and uh so I gosh I think I lost almost 35 or 40 pounds when I was coughing wow. and so coming back from that and then coming back and like needing my inhaler I think my parents are like keeping a closer look at it and one of the the events that kind of woke them up is I was applying to be I I string I was stringing rackets for money ever since I was I don't know 15 I did it for a long time and so the new club that we moved to that my coach and had moved to I had applied to be a um a stringer there and they required a drug test and I was taking like some herbs and stuff like like tinctures like stuff that will not flag on any my parents wouldn't let me take that I was just I don't know I know not yeah. everyone is team holistic. Yeah. My parents are medical and like there's some herb yeah. stuff that we were taking, yeah. but it was not one. I wasn't working for my tennis coach. I was working for a completely different, like someone else was my boss. Yeah. And he said, you better submit all of these to the drug test people. Cause if you fail, it's going to look bad on me. The coach said that. And so I was like, one, it's my, it's my job. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. I know this isn't going to flag. So I didn't submit it when he found out I didn't because I didn't fail it. But yeah. when he found out that I did not listen to him, he lost his mind and started wow. like screaming at me. Like, like everyone in the whole tennis place could hear him. Um, and, and just like getting screamed as a kid, getting screamed at like that from an adult is just wild. So I finally told my parents like, Hey, this has been going on for this long, kind of long period of time. This is what happened. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play. I don't want to, um, I don't want to play for him anymore. Yeah. And so they, that I did not have a conversation like to say, Hey, I'm not going to be your student anymore. My parents like 
block that and they the ones that, that took that so good yeah, wow. yeah. so it's just like I, there's more but it's just wow ooh, i don't not a good yeah. it, again and it like you think about the the young age that he impacted my relationship with food i'm i'm well into my 30s now yeah and i it uh, it's hard to overcome like i've had to work with a dietitian and stuff yeah. like that just to but have a normal like you because he we he would punish you like oh you can't eat because like you look fat or you can't do this because you you know you're an athlete like it, and again like I don't know it was it I, I'm I'm kind of stumbling over my words because it's a little bit emotional to talk about but mm-hmm. um that let that lasts the words are impactful especially at a young like impressionable age and it was ta- it I don't know it's I haven't been with him for a long time and I still think about it and I think that's exactly each body wise I think that's what connect like what I connect with is like I know the damage that you can do by encouraging um EDs or disordered eating or eating disorders with um as a non-professional, as a non-licensed professional, um, and the dangers it can, that it can cause. Cause right. like you can become malnourished and bad things can happen. Cause your body's going to take what it needs to from your right. organs and stuff. And so it's, a, it's important to go to a licensed professional. And yeah. if I could have done it differently, I would have Talk to my parents sooner. I, yeah. I would have talked to my parents sooner. And that's the thing, you know, like a lot of parents, they don't. So, I mean, honestly, you know, my kids have played sports and there's a lot of times that like, you know, we just take them, we drop them off. We trust them. You just, you know, you don't. And then you say, how did practice go? And they're like, oh, everything was fine. Right. So it's like, you don't think yeah. about those types of things, but you, I mean, you just don't think when people that you trust can be actually hurting your kids. Right. Um, but it's, it's weird because like, um, when you think about eating or disordered eating and eating disorders and like relationships with food and diet culture, it usually always stems from when you're a kid. Usually. I mean, for me, I can remember I was a roller skater when I was younger. I didn't play sports. I roller skated and rollerbladed love both of them. And I had thicker thighs because I roller skated. Right. And I remember a little boy told me one time at 12, I was either 11 or 12. He said that my thighs were too big to be wearing shorts. Right. And so from that point on, I've always had like a weird relationship with my body just because of that. Right. And that triggered disorders and stuff like that as a kid. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but it does make sense that you have fallen into the beach body snarking world, right? Because they are harmful, right? You, you can see that the damage that all of these people can do and they're not licensed, right? So my first question for you is who is your least favorite super trainer? Oh my god. Well, I would have said, mm, who is it? Pro- mm, <laughs> pro- mm, man, I would say Joel 
one more Freeman or yep. Autumn Calabrese. Yep. They are, they keep going like this. They, they just keep going up and down, up and down, up and down. And Autumn, her, the contempt that she has when she um, does her lives, it is it is wild to me because I look at it from the perspective of if I'm Carl Deichler and that person's representing my company, I cannot imagine being excited that someone that I'm paying that much money to is doing that and treating people that poorly. I, I, as a marketer, if I'm on the marketing team, I'm going, wait, are we allowed to cuss or no? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Holy shit. What they're <laughs> setting beach body on fire. That's what it looks like. That what that's what it looks like to me. Um, and again, I listen to her and I'm like, how audacious to think that people are still going to want to follow you in droves after I, I get an hour talking to about how poorly I read, about how I can't read a PDF correctly, how I can't just follow the instructions or everything's answered in you know the Facebook the facebook group that's been shut down now or or any other so i'm just and then or her her beach buddy um her bod group that she basically posts the same photos in because we have somebody that's in the bod group and shares all the information (laughs) right and it's like you know with autumn autumn is I'm gonna. So I've had the conversation with people before, and I don't think that I've said this, but when Autumn first came to Beachbody, she was not a horrible, a terrible, horrible person, right? Like it literally almost felt like she, in her 21 day fix program, was actually trying to help people, right? Yeah. And yeah. even though every one of her programs, she does nothing but talk the entire time, it just seems like they've grabbed onto her. She's first of all, not registered anything to be able to create meal plans. Like, so I don't know how that's working. I don't, we're still waiting on the evidence about the 70% of Americans that have gut health issues. Right. And it's like, where, why, just because, I mean, no offense to, and I'm not talking about looks, but like, if you're a marketing team and you want to have a pretty attractive trainer, right to attract people in don't you think that maybe their their personality needs to match somehow like nothing she says or does is attracting people it's usually deterring them I mean yeah from I've been in marketing for 14 or 15 years now um I'm very I'm very confused as to one why does why does the marketing team have no say so Mm -hmm. in like any like they're saying hey this is what we're reading this is what's trending on google these are the spikes that we're seeing on um on fitness this is kind of what's what uh what is it the tone of what's going on Mm -hmm. and and then saying yep let's do the opposite let's (laughs) let autumn run wild and you know and not asking any questions all i can imagine is carl does not and this is my own opinion i mm-hmm. i from what i've seen from his uh his quarterly earnings calls and how i've seen him promote autumn against all other it, like uh feedback is that nobody is allowed to give him any direction or feedback at beach body and mm-hmm. it shows 
it yeah. it seems to be showing in their stock price. Mm -hmm. It seems to be showing in the people leaving Beachbody. It's and again, you know, you could say, oh, well, you snarkers aren't really impacting our bottom line. It's small baby steps, and we're not mm -hmm. we're not trying to interfere with anyone's contract, but you're not going to keep us quiet. You're right. I mean, that's my perspective. No, and you have right. a chance. They had every chance in the world to do it differently at Beachbody. I mean, yep. Tony Horton. I love Tony Horton, and right. I love um, uh, Sean T. And I right. love um. Th there's some great people. It seems like there's some great trainers that they had the ability to platform, and they said, "No, we're gonna go with Autumn." Yeah. Why? Why? Right. Why? I mean, it's just a like everyone wants to know. It doesn't make any sense because to be honest with you, like they have Jericho, who's an amazing oh, yeah. person, right? They And she's a newer trainer. They have Jericho, who's an amazing person. They don't highlight her. They have Elise, who is a bar instructor and they don't highlight her. She's a very good hearted person. They have um, I Dallas. She was the creator of their running program. She's a sweetheart. And I mean, I know a lot of people have have issues with jennifer jacobs because of peloton right but i mean she's actually the only person that's really qualified to lead for the tour de pants and she was one of the only people that were not even part of it right so it's like what is autumn doing to get all of the shine for everybody in beachbody like if and she has to be included in everything that any of the super trainers do Anytime they release a new program so she can help them with portion fix or four week gut protocol. Like you're not a nutritionist. You're not a registered dietitian. So why are you part of this? I, I can imagine that it is because she does not say no to, to Carl. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. Carl comes across and this is all my perspective. If he comes across as a type of CEO that if you stand up to him, you're out. Yeah. And if Autumn has said, has been the yes man up to this point. That's yeah. why she's getting platformed. And uh, I don't know. It seems like a lot of trainers want to do right by their clients. Not yeah. every trainer and not every trainer is, um, has a good foundational education. They maybe not everyone has a great foundation or right. updated foundation regarding nutrition, but if you know that what you're doing is actually encouraged, encouraging disordered eating mm -hmm. at, at, at scale, how yeah. can you then say, I'm doubling down? We're going to continue to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. I can't. I can't. Oh my God. It's crazy because, it, and it does, right? Like, but they, but just like we see Autumn come on to her IG lab and basically say that it's all in our heads that it caused us disordered eating or eating disorders. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not in my head that when I still eat a vegetable to this day that I don't know, I almost avoid, avoid it, which I do avoid it half the time because I don't have my green container to put it in. That's a daggone vegetable. Yeah. Right. Good for you. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, and, or half the time I will, and I still, to this day, will, I have to set alarms for myself to eat because I just, I forget to eat, right? 
because I went so long where I was like, well, let me just save my calories or save my, my containers so that I can eat more or eat a whole meal tonight when I have dinner or actually earn the meal tonight when I have dinner. Right. And after, after a leaving, you know, tennis and stuff, I struggle with that same mentality where my dietitian has told me, you you get to eat whether you're quote unquote good or quote unquote bad or you did something good or you did something quote unquote bad and I know that sounds like a weird mentality but when you come from that restriction or getting punished with food you think about it like oh I feel crappy today I don't deserve to eat right I I know that sounds extreme I'm telling you from my perspective (laughs) right or I didn't work out today, so I don't deserve to eat a large amount of a large meal or yeah. I don't deserve to eat three meals today. Right. Yeah. Um, so on the next note, you said that they tied hand in hand. Why Joel one more Freeman? What 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 does he why does he irk you? Oh, my God. I, I, I get put off by um just the uh the kind of pretentious attitude, the um what am I gonna say I don't (laughs) want to bring his personal life into it but the positioning that and not I I know I'm not trying to make anybody like get triggered I believe that you should take responsibility for your own decisions and and I what my dad would say own own your behavior and it, it is easy to say hey I was a jerk to my and I'm using this, I'll bring it in, whatever. It's easy to say, oh, I was an asshole to my ex-wife. I cheated on her. This yep. is what I understand. And I was wrong for doing that. I was the reason that our marriage ended. Yeah. Okay. Now I have found the girl that I cheated on my wife with. We actually are, work out really well together and we're still pursuing that relationship. Yep. So that's the story. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole who still wants to be with the girl that I cheated on my wife with. Yep. My story and I'm sticking to it. And I'm going to, you know, that, that would be a different thing than saying all those haters have too much time on their hands. How come they can't leave me alone when there's nothing to, to focus on? You're a public figure. People liked you and they really liked your wife. Yeah. They have feelings about that. Yeah. If you don't want to, if you don't want it to be brought up, don't be a public figure. Like that's the way I see it. Right. Like there are some things and also, you know, like regardless, let's say, let's say Joel cheated on his wife with somebody that we don't even know. Right. Sure. But then we would like, it wouldn't even, I mean, it'd be a big deal. Right. But it wouldn't be as big of a deal as it is right now, because the reason that it's a big deal is because of the fact that this girl is a coach a Beachbody coach. He works for Beachbody corporate. That is nepotism. And Mm. she's profiting. You don't think that her team is profiting off the fact that she's in bed with Joel Freeman? Yeah, I think, I think that's definitely, I think that's a possibility. I think even more so for me being in the fitness industry, saying that you're accountable for what you eat. Why can we not say then you're accountable for the behavior that you choose to do that's not related with eating? Why can't we say that that there is some association there? Not saying that, oh, it's going to impact your food. I'm saying 
take if your if your platform is saying take accountability for what you choose to do for your physical exercise and for what you eat then yep. why is it weird to say don't look at any other part of my life and right. i then am not responsible for any other part of my life it is a right. weird dichotomy for, to to have that position in yeah. my opinion well it's just like when you think about when we'll go back to autumn real quick when you think about autumn pushing the four week gut protocol right and talking about two days before she went to Christina's birthday party in Miami, right. Or yep. wherever she yep. went to yeah. two, a couple days before that she posted on her Instagram that, um, alcohol is a poison and it's bad. Right. And then you see that whole weekend that they're doing nothing but drinking, nothing but eating all the quote unquote bad foods. But then she yeah. comes back on that Monday and is like talking about how you shouldn't fall off track. We hold you accountable. We hold you to different standards because you are the quote unquote faces of Beachbody. And yeah. you are, you want people to believe in you and you want people to invest their money in you because yep. all in all, they're investing their money into your workouts and into your nutrition plans. Then they should be able to trust you that you are a good person and you're good on your word. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah. Right. Because they, yeah, they have. Autumn especially creates this framework that it's all or nothing. You're yeah. you're um you're following it or you're not. And she, yeah. like you were just saying, she makes money off of this extreme mentality that you're only doing it right and it's only going to be successful if you think the right way, if you eat the right way, blah 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 blah. Right. And she has positioned herself and saying, alcohol is a no go for gut protocol whatever yeah. it is and I'm following it and you have to follow it and if you're not yeah. then you're just some kind of dumb she specifically has has pushed that like that um opinion of others that oh just don't do it just don't do it just don't do yeah. it instead of saying hey you know what I live my life I have some gut issues I think that this program is great but it um you can do it in balance like where yeah. where's the balance where's showing people how to eat and then she goes and says, oh, follow my rules, but don't follow what I do. Uh, right. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. right. Okay, Autumn. <laughs> don't you do it. <laughs> Autumn Calabrese, don't you do it. Oh, my God. She makes me so I, I say this, Autumn, if you ever listen to this, I don't I, – I, I obviously go hard for you. I, You know I do. I just am frustrated with the hypocrisy. Yeah. I am. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. Well, you know, like I'm not the type of person like they do. They call us, they call us haters. They call us trolls. They call us bullies. They call us all that. But what they oh. don't understand is they don't like the fact that they're being called out on their, their fakeness, their misinformation, their hypocrisy. Right. Um, yeah. And, and if they ever do, like if any of them ever do listen to this podcast, right. It's like, all we're asking is for you to be transparency or transparent so that people can really trust you. And transparent is, you know what? I went out this weekend. I had a fun time because it was my birthday. We had a, a lot of drinks. No, I did not follow the gut protocol. Not because I couldn't, just because I it was a celebration and I wanted to do this. Yeah. But I'm back here on Monday, not getting back on track. I'm just continuing my routine right? Anything like that. Yeah. It still sounds diet culture, right? But 
she don't even do that. She comes on to on Monday and she just goes off. But anyway, yeah. Autumn, but yeah. again, yes. And the thing is, if you're in Beachbody and you're pro Beachbody, and I, you know, I know all of y'all feelings about Cheryl because she's a much bigger creator in this space. <laughs> I would say this: when you are messing with people's money, yeah, for your own gain. We're going to have something to say about it, especially if there's deceptive business practices yep. and other practices that start to mess with um, scientific and foundational and um, thoughtful, I don't know, eating recommendations. Yeah. Because from what I've seen, every single program I've looked at in Beachbody, uh, it makes me have lots of questions. And if yeah. it doesn't make you have yeah. questions, why not? Why yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So I already know the answer to this question. Um, and what, who is your least favorite? So we're, just so everybody knows on the podcast, we're not going to just stay on Beachbody the entire time. I promise. Um, I've opened up a little bit cause I am curious about <laughs> other MLMs. Um, but I do have to ask this question. Who is your least favorite coach? Oh, dear God. Okay. Um, Emily, Emily, uh, Fauber. Some yeah. of y'all know her as Emily Frauder. I'm just repeating the name. I am not making any, I'm not making any, uh, Accusations. inferences about her as a person. Uh, I, here's what I, here's what I'm frustrated with. And you can, you cannot like me for this. Number one, number one, exploiting your kid online for personal profit. Yes. And then letting your friends exploit your kid online. Yes, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because it makes me so angry yeah. and there's no protections for kids if they're just a social media star there's some protections for kids who are um, in movies there you have to put their money in a trust and you can only access a certain amount there's all yeah. these protections there there's none for these family vloggers on YouTube there's none for these TikTok parents who are exploiting mm -hmm. their kids like emily and dylan are exploiting their daughter in my yeah. opinion and then you watch them go on trips with their friends and the poor kid gets no time to be a freaking kid nope. autumn's recording her tanya's recording her cat's recording her just leave her alone like and you know you watch the videos and you watch it's ella it's i think it's ella right yeah, i think it's ella I, yeah I, um, I call her, watch her face. Yeah. And she, you know, she's so aware of the camera and yeah. it's like when a kid's when, when you have made your kids so aware of the camera and you watch them behave differently on camera, that is kind of innocence lost for them where they know, Oh, I have to be on. It's yeah. sad to me. And I'm not saying, Oh, as a parent, don't show your kids on your, you know, your social media. I'm saying, and ask Amy about this. Ask her husband about this, who is in um, tech security. Yeah. Look at the analytics for what, who is watching these videos and look at the saves. Uh, there's a beta, um, there's a beta tool that you can use on YouTube to watch the most replayed parts of videos. And some of these family vloggers, you're watching the parts, kids shaving their legs, like the, and the parents set them up for this and you have access to every single part of those analytics on your end on the back end of YouTube. And the fact that you continue to do that, I, I obviously have so many thoughts about that, but yeah. I'm frustrated that Emily does that to her daughter. Um, and it's like, and again, this ties back to 
advocating for your kid. And I'm just going to use my tennis example, then I'll finish on Emily. But yeah, coaches will invalidate parents for wanting to be at practice if they say, oh, your kid is not going to be able to learn what they're supposed to learn, or I'm not going to be able to push them like they need to push them. No, the guide rails of a parent being present at practice, you don't have to know about wrestling. You don't have to know about tennis. You don't have to know about baseball. You, any parent should push, even if you have no experience in that sport, if you want to be a bit, if you want to be at that practice to be at that practice. And if the coach is saying, no, no parents allowed, that's a red flag. And I will say my experience of other worse stories that I'm not going to share on this podcast but I would say like advocate for your kids even if you even if they're gaslighting you and saying oh you just don't know oh you just don't know what it takes to be an elite athlete oh you just don't know blah 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 and and again online um where is the advocating for your kids and saying where's the consent where's asking them and saying or it, it or if a parent finds out wow, my kid's getting exploited. Look who's saving these videos. I'm going to stop. Yeah. Where's that part? Where's that stop gap for Emily? You know, the people who are watching Ella's videos, you yeah. do. You, you know. do. I know you yes. do. I know you do. And the sick and, part uh, is, is that like, and it's, I mean, you never want to say this as a, me as being a parent, right? I never want to say, and I'm not invalidating because you're a fur, a fur parent, right? but just a parent or a person, it's hard for me to say this about somebody else because I would never want anybody to really care more about money or views than their child. But that's what it seems like it is, right? Mm. Like it literally seems like, well, if Ella's not, not on, then I'm not getting the likes and views because you can see that on her YouTube, on her TikTok. On her TikTok, if Ella's not in the video, her views are not as many. Yeah. Yep. And, and so again, it's, that's, a, that's a factor for sure. And again, we yeah. could talk about that for MLMs too. The people who may want to leave, but can't yeah. because they were talked into retiring their husband or retiring their spouse so that they yeah. cannot survive without the MLM anymore. Yeah. So I can see in Emily's case, if they're tied to that income from TikTok, that puts them in a very dangerous position to continue exploiting their child, even yeah. if they want to. It's yeah. tough. It is it's, tough. It is tough. It is, you know. Um, but that's one of the many reasons. I'm I'm guessing. What is there? And you said you had another reason, or or are you done with that one? Oh, oh no. I okay. Number two, the the way that she coaches her team. It lacks any enthusiasm and seemingly care for providing an incredible space to learn yes. and uh, exploiting her, exploiting her members and threatening to remove mentorship if they don't show up to a zoom. And I'm going to share an example. It's not my own. It's Emma's Emma's an incredible mm-hmm. um, Instagram creator. She was a top beach body. Uh, I think she was a one star or two yeah. star diamond. Um, yeah. So she was uh, on Emily's, she was in Emily's organization and come to find out, Emma told me that she had just had her C-section and she was told if she did not show up to the team Zoom that the mentorship, I think Emily told her directly that the mentorship that she was receiving from Emily would be revoked if she didn't show up to the Zoom. After a freaking C-section, I... 
I, I, again, my husband and I, we've never been able to have kids. I would love to have kids, but my sister-in-law has kids and to, to require someone to show up to a zoom after they've had that traumatic <laughs> experience, the surgery. Yeah. It's a whole, respect. they cut you completely respect. open. Respect. Yeah. That That's horrible. That's and absolutely if you, horrible. If, if you want proof, Emma has a picture of herself in her hospital bed with her baby next to her in the zoom open. You can see all the pictures at the top of, of her showing up to the zoom. Uh, and if you're, if you're a pro beach body and you just hate our guts that we're even talking about this, it is toxic. It's yeah. a toxic thing to say at the expense of your health, show yeah. up to this call. That's wrong. That's There's wrong. No, it's wrong. Yeah. I no, I, again, I have limited respect for Emily from that one story. And there's many, there's many more stories. <laughs> so yes. that's, it's just, there's lots of things that I'm like, man, I, sometimes I try to be fair. Sometimes I go hard and I'm really snarky. Yes. I have limited, there's limited points where I'm like, but what about this? You know, exploiting your kid, exploiting your team for personal profit. Yeah. I'm out. It makes me so mad. It does. Yeah. It makes me really mad. I love it. <laughs> I love Feisty DC. I'm sorry. Oh, I do. God. I love Feisty DC. <laughs> All right. So we will move away from Beachbody. And I want to hear just a little bit about your time in Young Living. Okay. Um, so I'm a graphic designer. Um, I and I'm telling this story to tell you how I got roped into it uh -huh. um, and roped in you know, I chose to sign up so there was a blogger and an influencer who put out a message that she was looking for a graphic designer to help her with blog posts and backlinking mm -hmm. and um, image creation and to please submit your resume so I submitted it come to find out she was a fellow military spouse so she um looked at my resume and um liked the idea of supporting another military spouse so my resume was good but also military spouse so she was like mm -hmm. okay you can have so I started working for her on the blog and her um images and I also started editing video for her for her oils account which I did mm -hmm. not know she was in essential oils young living mm -hmm. and so I had no like issue with it. I didn't know anything about Young Living. I had gotten out of Mary Kay and I was like, I'm not interested in being in Young Live in Young Living. So I wasn't even thinking I was gonna get approached about it. I was just doing my stuff. But in the process of editing her videos, I was starting to hear some of um some of the information about essential oils and I felt a little bit blindsided because she was a, she had her master's in food science. And so she did her, she did a thesis. She had worked in a lab. She's very sciencey. So I was thinking, mm -hmm. okay, she's sciencey and she likes essential oils. Okay. So maybe she's a little more critical. Um, and she had shown that because she critiqued our big mega leader, um, Brooke Kristen, who's a public, public figure, who is a crown mm -hmm. diamond at the moment. Um, about some of her, what she had said about candles. So I was like, cool. 
you know, you're not afraid to stand up to the big boss. I, I, there was lots of green flags that I thought. And so, um, I was also doing some other types of jobs to earn extra money. Cause like, I just like being busy. <laughs> you know, that Cheryl. Yes, you do. <laughs> I was like, uh, so she was like, Hey, I would love if you didn't have to work so many other jobs, even though she couldn't pay me my full graphic design fee. So, cause I gave her a discount. Um, she was like, wouldn't, well, uh, what about, have you ever thought about signing up to do young living? And I said, no. I have a really, I had a really bad experience in Mary Kay, so I don't want to do it. And I am the type of person, my dad's the same way. If I, if like, I tell you like, Hey, it's a no, I have no bad feelings towards you. I'm like, okay, we're just going to keep on working. I don't have like, Oh, it's going to be so awkward now. Like that's not, I'm emotional, but I'm not crazy. You know what I'm saying? So I was just chugging along doing my work and I kept I don't know. I guess the information that I was working on, like started to impact me. So I was like, Hey, having candles, maybe it's not super safe with my little dog who likes to jump up on everything. A diffuser is a great idea. And I just, I I was reading all of these scientific papers on candles because she was referencing them for her graphics Mm -hmm. that I was making. So I was like, okay, diffuser school. So I got the kit at the discount, which ended up being a brand partner. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, Oh, you, you're a brand partner now. And I was like, I just got the, I just got the diffuser. I just got the diffuser and the oils. I just wanted to try. Um, because young living doesn't let you get a discount. Um, their diffuser with the oils, I think it's like three twenty five without the discount. So I was like, I'll just, I wanted to just get the discount. And so I didn't realize it was a signing to be a brand That's partner. That's so deceptive. Yeah. So and the she price was like, yeah. and you get a discount only if you're a brand partner. Yeah. So if you sign up as a brand partner, then the person who you're signing up under gets a, at the time, got a $50 kickback from that. Wow. Um, yeah, so she was kind of high up. She was a silver. She might be a gold now, but, um, uh, she's like, Oh, so do you want to sell? And I said, no, I do not. But, and, but she said, well, are you going to be ordering every month? They're like, what's the deal? And I was like, well, I'm going to try these out and see if I like them. Yeah. And I, I don't want to make any medical claims or encourage people to use oils. I thought that I had experienced some positive effects from them. And so I was like, I don't mind ordering them because I thought they were working for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was like, okay, so do you want to sell or don't you? Because I need to stack you somewhere. And so I was like, I don't mind. Let me read. Let me read the, um, they have an onboarding thing. So that's like 10 hours. So I watched that because I wow. was like, I wanted to give her the respect because we were friends and I was working for her that I gave her a fully informed no. So yeah. after I read everything, I said, I don't want to recruit. I don't mind buying the monthly fee to be an active, whatever, warm body for you. Mm-hmm. So she stuck me under um, this other girl. Mm-hmm. And so I was just ordering my monthly, kind of like the Shakeology. That's the equivalent yeah. of this ordering monthly and uh, <laughs> um the girl that I was sacked into started pestering me about, Hey, aren't you going to, aren't you going to sell? Aren't you going to recruit? I said, no, I'm 
not going to recruit. I've already told the girl that I signed up with, I wasn't going to. And again, being, this is, I guess, all tied together, but having your, like, your voice kind of um, silenced as a kid with your coach, being in kind of what I felt was maybe a dangerous situation. Now Mm -hmm. looking back on it and being older and like being able to process through that, having someone else (laughs) ignore what you say is very painful and having to continue to say, no, 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 no. (laughs) And, and it got to the point where, um, they were stacking people under me because I literally, I held out. I was like, I'm not signing anyone up. Right. And they started stacking people under me to give the girl above me volume. So they stacked me to executive, um, which is, you can't make good money at executive, but I was like, I'm a dead leg for you. I literally will, I refuse to recruit. And it, the tension started getting more and more heightened with the girl that I had been stacked into because she was like, oh, if you would only recruit, if you would only do this, then, you know, you could make some really good money doing this. So I told her, I'm, it's upsetting to have to continue to repeat myself. Yeah. And I got, I did get upset because my mental health was bad at that point from, um, the pandemic from other situations like we were moving again and I reached out to the girl that I was working for and um and I had signed up with and I Mm -hmm. said I was crying and I said I've told her uh, so many times that I'm not going to recruit and I'm not going to sell and she said well you're really impacting her um her paycheck and um she also said like if you could only understand her perspective you probably wouldn't be as upset as you are right now and so at that point I was like okay you I you have clearly chosen sides when I've literally done all of this for three years to support you and via being a team player showing up to all the zoom calls for like making your websites um for oils helping do graphics helping support your team and and if you're listening to this i'm not saying like oh i did all this stuff for you like you're just being a brat i'm saying that it was not reciprocated in terms of listening to when i said no respecting the no and people mlm don't seem to do that Mm -hmm. and so i said okay i'm gonna pull away um And I had been attempting to self-medicate for my mental health with essential oils. And and if you're not in that health and wellness MLM, you don't necessarily understand the strong pull of the groupthink, of the undue influence, of using phobias of chemicals to to scare you from going to the doctor. You don't, it's hard to even grasp on this side of like, why didn't I go sooner? So I finally went at the end of when 2020, 2021, I got out, uh, we moved to Texas in the middle of 2021. I went, I was able to go to the doctor. We got on a, um, gosh, I got on a prescription, started doing better. 
And then all the stuff hit with that stupid book and Young Living, if you're not aware of it, um, it's a it's a whole story. So yeah. Young Living was covering stuff up, in my opinion, about where this book came from. Mm-hmm. And the girls on my team, the girl I signed up with and the girl that I was stacked into, she, they, for all of 2020, were talking about censorship and saying like, oh, the health information is not being shared. We're against censorship, blah, blah, blah. That was their position. However, with this book that had come out, the immediate thing from the girl that I had been stacked into was, um, oh, y'all don't need to know that information, so don't even worry about it. And my thought is hypocrisy of being against censorship, and yet when it personally profits, it's personally, personally profitable for you, you decide to censor, that I have no time for. So yeah. I let our whole team know this is where this is where the information is. This who um, and I tried to say it unbiased. I said yes, the person who shared it is selling for another multi-level marketing company. However, this is the information that came out. This is the book. I was trying to show the information that they were asking about because it made me so angry that they had took such a strong position on not censoring stuff. Yeah, and then when this book situation happened, they were for censoring. And yeah. so I took a month to think about it. And um, cause that's what I'm hotheaded sometimes. And then I decided like, no, I don't want to be associated with this team anymore. I don't want to be associated with this company anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I left in April and I did, I told them in March, I'm leaving. I don't align with young living anymore. Mm-hmm. And you need to find someone to take over my line because I didn't want to screw up their paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, if that may be unpalatable to the anti-MLM community that I, I don't well, know, kept no. making money, but that's what I felt good about doing. Yeah. And um, there was other stuff that happened, but I'm not in anymore. I got out in April of 2022. So, so oh, so you just got out too. You're like me. I just got out of yeah. 2020 and all MLMs. Like I was a part of all types of MLMs. I'm going to go into more detail about that. I'm probably going to have you. Um, I'm probably going to announce it today. Um, I'm probably going to have you do an interview with me and my husband um, for the podcast. Oh, yes. Yes. Would love um, that. And that's love where that. we're going to go into more detail about like my previous MLM experiences besides Beachbody, um, because we have some we have some stories to tell. But um, I do mm. want to get back to one thing that you touched on. What what is this book thing you're talking about? What was this book? I have no idea what that is. Okay, so. Where do I start? There is a royal crown diamond. That is the tippity top of Young okay. Living. That's a tippity top rank. So there was a guy named, is it Ra? I need to find his name, but mm-hmm. it's called My Word Made Flesh. And it's a book that was um, written by a royal crown diamond and someone else. And okay. It's talking, it's more of a new age type of book where uh, it's it's like attraction and speaking things into existence, but using essential oils as well. And in the book, there's, they use Young Living essential oils and 
they have barcodes to sign up from the person who wrote the book but people if you're if you're christian um there are some things that we would call all um what's that word i don't know what the right word is but there's stuff you don't do where where it's like antithetical to like what we believe like Mm -hmm. claiming that you're god or or claiming that um i don't i don't want to go too much into it but there was lots of things in that book where it's like wow i could see that if you're a christian you might be upset about the way this is yeah (laughs) sure so there from what i understand all of the top ranks received this book even though young living says they didn't um print or send this book out now why would you think that young living sent it out because the forward in the book is written by mary young the ceo of young living and you could say oh well maybe she just had a um she had a relationship with the author and she was just doing a nice thing no i received a newsletter the year before with my shipment where mary young in a huge paragraph said my friend is writing this book my word made flesh and i think you should buy it so there's a paragraph talking about it and i still have the um the newsletter and (gasps) so when i received that and i remembered i was like so young living saying they have no association with it yet they use company funds to print a newsletter promoting the book yeah i'm i've got questions and i'm really frustrated that the way their marketing team is handling this uproar about people who are no longer in Young Living receiving the book. So someone got access to these top people's addresses. So I just had lots of frustrations with how Young Living handled the the issue with the book and um, what they said, what my uplines said to me, um, what the main Brooke Kristen said to other people that their marketing team had answered all the questions about the book when they hadn't and stuff like that. So it was just, it was a, it was a show. So this, I think I've heard some podcasts talk about it. Um, So I think I know what book you're talking about. I've never looked at it or anything, but my thing about it is, is that like they, so was it, you know how when like you're in, I don't know, when we were in Beachbody, like monthly, we would get like this reward or like a bobblehead or some stupid puzzle or whatever for hitting a certain, <laughs> certain, like for basically getting three people to join your pyramid scheme. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was like a reward to these top leaders. Hey, you get a fresh copy of my book. Welcome. Thank you for being <laughs> the top of the tippity top. And it's about everything that all most Christians are against. Well, we'll say quotation Christians are against. Yeah. Um, there's a activist, uh, Kira Manchester. She goes by MLM Moffy mm-hmm. on Instagram. She wrote a whole like detailed article about it. Okay. Some, some people thought the book was demonic. I think that's more specifically saying like, I am the way, the truth, and the life is very much a biblical phrase. And when you're yeah. using it yourself for <gasps> Christians, that is a little bit offensive to say because you wouldn't want to say the same thing about yourself that you say about who you believe is yeah. God. If so there's more, it's wow. more of that type of stuff. So I don't know. Wow. So um, 
so how did you, so you just got out in April of 2022, which is this year, right? Um, yeah. How did you get involved in the anti-MLM, whatever we call ourselves? I mean, some people don't want us to be called community. What do you call us? Like, what what's your thoughts on it? Um, I don't know. I think about people as individuals. I guess I, that's like a, a jerk react or a knee jerk reaction yeah. to having been in um <laughs> young living and mary yeah. Kay, those groups but the people who create anti-mlm content yeah. i started i i actually discovered a pro mlm uh guy who was talking about the um some of the legal trials in kentucky about um travel max back when i was still in young living mm-hmm. and so when i watched that i was like hey do you, i was talking to my upline i was like do you know some of these rules about MLMs? Because I was kind of the person on their team that would make their social media posts compliant. Cause I was like, you can't make structure function claims. You can't make medical claims. You can't do mm-hmm. all this stuff that you're doing. And so that maybe started the analytics on my YouTube for looking at other <laughs> MLM stuff. And then I mm-hmm. found Kiki, one of Kiki Chanel's videos. And then I found uh, CC suarez but on some of the live streams or some of the comments i started seeing kind of repeat people who mm-hmm. were kind of the consistent so i like dave um uh, and uh who else aaron and julie joe and mm-hmm. uh, some of those people so i jo- ended up joining aaron's discord back when i was still well into my mlm mm-hmm. and i was just kind of like okay cool like y'all are all nice people and you don't you see some of the problems in MLMs too. And Aaron was pretty neutral about like some stuff. And I'm kind of, sometimes yeah. I'm spicy, but sometimes I'm like, I want to be neutral, like, yeah. <laughs> like my dad. But, mm-hmm. um, so I, I found her discord and then like just talking in the discord, it was like, okay, like there's life, literally there can be life outside of like the young living, but I was really scared to leave who I thought were friends and it, even even with all of what, what I thought was really hurtful experiences in young living I still was very scared to leave that group of people because I don't have a lot of friends I don't yeah. I I move around a lot and I'm the type of person and you know the Cheryl where, where they ask you like hey what do you think of this and I'm like I really don't like it that much like have you thought about <laughs> have you thought about this and I'm sometimes I'm a nice person but I don't like lying to people right. um so mostly I won't say anything unless I'm asked and then I'm like well <laughs> right. what about I'm not saying I'm great at stuff I'm just saying like hey these are my thoughts and I don't want to lie to you about yeah stuff so sometimes that doesn't come across the great the greatest to people that you're trying to be friends with and also fully realizing that I have some mental health issues it's very much a weight for some people yeah. to be friends with 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 me I I know I know that I it's like a full like realization I get that so I have you know limited sometimes you need friends that are gonna just tell you hey DC I get it Uh, you you like to feel the feels and you like to you like to be like the you want to be neutral about everything but sometimes DC you got to put on a thick skin and you've got to put your yep. foot down and be like, no, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not going to fly. Right. 
but you know, and, yep. Yep. and so you, you found, um, you found Aaron's discord and you, yep. and how you, I thought, did you say something about Amy? You reached out to Amy to talk to her or. Yeah. One of the people in, um, one of the people in Aaron's discord watched like every single one of Amy's videos. And I had just left my, I just started the process of leaving in March. Mm-hmm. I was going to be on Aaron's um, podcast at some point and I had just kind of left and I was just like, Hey, I hope this is okay to post here. I'm having a real hard time that I've left my MLM. It feels very scary. It feels mm-hmm. very painful that I spend all that time and there's nothing to show for it. I don't have my friends anymore. I don't yeah. have the community anymore. I don't have anything. Yeah. And, um, Dave had said he said hey I know you're having a hard time here's one of Amy's videos to watch and mm-hmm. I watched it and she was articulating and she's so good at speaking I'm like yeah this is amazing she was she's articulating so at it. some of the some of the things that I was feeling and going through and I'm not saying that oh YouTube is a solution for therapy I'm not saying that but I'm no. saying as someone with a shared experience who said life's not over where you're going to be able to get through this. And here's some things that I was struggling with that I was working through type of stuff too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's, it was kind of like a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. Because again, when you're coming out of a, a higher control type of group with everything scares you, every chemical scares you, every like, yeah. and, and it's, you feel, I felt shame about spending so much time so much money in young living that I, again all i have is these stupid oils to show for it and they're <laughs> overpriced <laughs> you know and it's like i feel bad I, I definitely feel bad and my dad has said many times like you don't need to feel bad for getting deceptively recruited into something yeah. or or and again i i appreciate that i'm still like man i i'm it's still a process to work through but yeah found amy said, Hey, do you want to go live or whatever? When I started like, I'm going to do a YouTube channel or I'm going to talk yeah. about this. She was like, sure. I think I had maybe 40 followers the first time we went live <laughs> together. And she was like, and it felt great that just her, that example of like, just going live with someone because we had some good conversations um over Instagram. And then I saw her mm-hmm. posting about you and Jen and Amber and then I think I invited myself to one of y'all's lives or something and I was like oh my gosh there's so many nice people here like yeah we hate beach body. <laughs> so I don't know it was just good and like I all of y'all are so and again I think we're all really different yeah and we all keep kind of different things but I think there's a shared um respect. A shared respect and like and um you've helped me so many times um with so many things where it's just like okay we're putting our thick skin on today and we're gonna yeah. we're gonna attack this and it's like yeah okay feel your feels and like we're gonna put our big girl shoes on and like go after <laughs> yeah and I love that I literally love that and I'm like okay here's a dog meme like <laughs> here you go Cheryl <laughs> so I don't know it's just like finding nice people where it's you know people kind of crap on internet friends but I yeah feel like I mean, why would they crap on internet friends? Because this is the thing, like, you know, um, I saw, I'm not going to state her name. We're not going to talk about it, but I saw something that was said, um, that like anti MLMers are like a cult We're we're getting people to come into our cult. Like 
we're doing the complete opposite of what you know of what they what we're trying to be against and you know for me I'm like no that's not that's not true because I'm really not exaggerating and I could 100% go like do a screen recording of my inbox. When I finally started doing my, um, going down the anti-MLM, anti-Beachbody route, and I finally started like slowly speaking up about it, my inbox just started overflowing and people were responding to my stories and they were like, me too, me too, me too, right? Like, that's what we're trying to build is for people to, even if we, even if they just message us individually, it's them getting it out of their system and they're able to say something. Right. And how do you feel about somebody saying that we're trying to build a cult within Hmm. like anti MLM? I think sometimes natural group um, think happens Mm-hmm. And I think that it's that intentional, like that intentional action of saying the point is freedom of mind. Right. The point is sharing information so that you can make a better informed decision. Right. And if there are situations where we find ourselves saying like, oh yeah, we don't like them. It's, yeah. it, it needs to be a, we're going to put on the brakes or we're open to feedback because yeah. there's been times where you and me and Jen and Amber and and Amy have been live where I I said later on I should have spoken up for some reason I felt nervous about saying something different yeah. than was being shared on the live and it's like okay yeah own your behavior and change if you want to and I know sometimes y'all have said oh I mean you shouldn't you shouldn't have apologized for that and sometimes yeah. it's like hey you know I want to have the same standards right. that I other multi-level right. marketers do and, and again it is a tendency for people to want to group together with people who are like-minded yeah whatever i would rather connect with people over civility and respect and have a shared like dynamic group of beliefs and thoughts and um and and hopefully it's not a situation where oh you used to be in our group and now you're not here's our yeah pitchforks and our fire and like our tar it's like no and what a lot of right and to to piggyback off of that right it's like what a lot of people do not understand is within this within what we do right um there are a lot of people that we talk to daily that are still in the mlm space and so if we were a cult and I'm doing quotation marks because you can't see that on, on podcast. Um, yeah. And we wouldn't let them, we wouldn't even talk to them. We would be right. like, no, you, what? Like, we can't yeah, stand yeah. it. But what do we do? We educate them. We talk to them. And we're like, listen, I know many of times I've said in my DMs to people, I'm here for you, no matter what you decide, right? You have any questions that you sure. feel crummy about? You have any questions about anything? ask me and I'll be more than happy to share with you what I know. And if I don't know it, I'll go find the answer for you. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I think maybe some people would say at this point, Oh, you're just playing the long game. You're just holding out that they really are going to come over to your side at some point. Mm-mm. That's not my, that's not my positioning. That's not Cheryl's just cause I mm-hmm. know Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Um, 
my perspective is this. I hope that the information that I provide or that we react to maybe helps you think about things differently, that you're in a better position to make mm-hmm. a decision in the future that empowers you and your family. If yeah. that means that you're going to be less of a douchebag as a leader in your MLM, great. Right. <laughs> if that means, wow, all these red flags I'm seeing is not just me being crazy, but I'm really not okay with what I'm doing in MLM and I want to get out. Great. Right. You know, it, it, it is, it really is both. And I think just like, just like there's lots of groups that kind of on, um, the scale of like undue influence, like there's healthy and there's kind of unhealthy. I think yeah. the same thing is true for MLMs. I know I'm not trying yeah. to burn Cheryl's channel down, but I, I think y'all know I have sometimes a little bit of a, y'all know my dad is not anti-MLM. So he's just yeah. more of a, hey, let's not be, you know, unethical. I, yeah. I'm that perspective too. I think we get a bigger range of control, like on Emily Favre's team in Beachbody or Autumn Calabrese as a super trainer and creating that yeah. tight control of behavior with your yeah. food containers or, you know, emotional control where you're getting shamed for making the wrong decision or yeah. whatever it is. I think it's a range. I think I really do think it's a range. And again, my hope is if you find a place to land that you're welcome, even if you don't think the same way as me, yeah. or you don't think the same way as Cheryl, if there's shared civility and respect, we could have some incredible conversations. Yeah. And I'm, that's my positioning, I guess. Yeah. I mean, and it's true, you know, like I have, I still have friends. I mean, obviously, cause I was in multi-level marketing for eight years. I still have friends that I follow on, um, or follow me and I follow them on Instagram and I interact with their stuff. And respectfully, I just had a friend who where I ordered my Rodan and Fields from when I last ordered it, reached out to me in a text message and said, do you need anything? I, I know that you're, you're going down this route now, but I just wanted to check. And I was like, respectfully, no, no, yeah. thank you. I appreciate it. Right. Like, yeah. um, you know, yeah. and that's, and, and I, so I just wanted to bring that across because that, that screenshot and that story kind of irritated me because it goes completely against what I believe in. It goes completely against what my channel is about. Um, my channel is, yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. Call Cheryl Hun, you're in a cult. BC actually came up with that yeah. name. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, I, I just wanted to address that because I want people to feel comfortable to be able to come to your, you, me, Jen, Amber, and me, right? Like, we're all yeah. actually open to have a conversation with anything or that you have questions about. Right. Yeah. 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 And again, it's, the, I think some people, and again, this is just my experience. I make some assumptions when I listen to people say certain things, like, let's mm-hmm. say I've come into the middle of you creating, you know, your YouTube content or, ha- or whatever it is, you mm-hmm. make some assumptions maybe about how strongly someone feels about, religion or multi-level marketing or whatever and until you Mm -hmm. ask and say hey I'm a little um," and I've said this before I am because of how poorly Christians have treated others I am very nervous to even (laughs) say that I'm a Christian and again some of the awful things that I experienced in my church growing up I'm still concerned (laughs) to even talk about it but uh, but because I told that to some people who are very staunchly um not christian anymore and mm-hmm. they said hey we respect you we respect yeah. your position and what you want to believe in 
And, and again, I would never have guessed that was going to be their answer based on how passionate and articulate they are about some positions. And until I yeah. asked, it, so again, I, I like to reiterate stuff on my channel because there's sometimes there's timid people like me that's like, am I welcome here? Yes, right. you are. Yeah. You're welcome here. People yeah. of all different beliefs Everything. and thoughts are, are welcome as long as you're civil and respectful. Right. Basically, don't be a jerk, <laughs> you know? And so that's a, I, I like to repeat that because it's a reminder that like, hey, yeah. if you think like this doesn't apply to you, it does. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. You have a place to land here. Um, and just as a reminder, you can land here, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to, we've had such an amazing conversation and I have um, two normal closing questions that I will ask. But first I'm going to ask you some fun questions that you, okay. it's kind of like a fast round that you have to answer. Okay. Oh God. Okay. I'm Are ready. You ready. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, what is the most useless invention of all time? Oh God, I don't know. Let me, sorry. I'm like, uh, that's okay. My overthinking is coming into play. Oh, maybe a, a, maybe like a washcloth holder because I've never used one, you know, like those little sponge holders. Cause like they always get sat on the counter. Like, yeah, someone came up with a patent for that, that stuff. And like, it doesn't even work because no one's going to put it back in the holder. So that's what and, I'm going to say. And half the time it doesn't stick to the sink. So you can't like, yes. leave it yeah, I get yeah. it. Yep. Um, what, what song would you play if you were at a party? Oh, um, probably one of the Beach Boys songs. My dad used to play, uh, let me see. I don't remember what it is, but, um, Barbara, Barbara Ann or whatever. Is that? Mm -hmm. Barbara uh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he used to play that every time we went to this, there's a restaurant called Sweet Mesquite in Houston, or it used to be Sweet Mesquite. And they had like a little jukebox there and he'd always play that whenever we went there. So it's kind of like yeah. child childhood memory unlocked. I would probably, I, I'm a class, I like kind of classic kind of songs. Yeah. So yeah. All right. What is the weirdest thing you have ever eaten? Oh God. Have you ever heard of, um? it's like a, what is it? Blood sausage or something in England. It's, hold on. Let me, I'm looking up the name. Hold on. Blood <laughs> Hold on. Uh, hold on I'm looking it up because I know I'm about to see oh my goodness uh maybe it's not called that I don't know it was awful we went okay black pudding is a distinct regional type of blood sausage originating in the United Kingdom it was awful and that's black? not too you pudding. said black pudding or blood sausage it, yes it, it's it's both so it's black pudding is a regional um, it's a regional form of, let me just pull it back up. Black pudding is a district as a distinct regional type of blood sausage originating in the United Kingdom and Ireland. It is made from pork or beef blood. Oh, <laughs> pork fat or beef to it. And a uh, cereal, usually oatmeal, oat groats or barley groats. They it's awful. It in, oh, sorry to my UK listeners. That sounds sorry. disgusting. I'm so sorry not to offend. I'm just have a poor palate from here in the oh. United States. So not that I, I would thought, ever recommend trying it. 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say sh- Shakeology. <laughs> Number two, Shakeology. But Shakeology does not taste like blood, so I'm going to say Shakeology is number two. All uh, right. <laughs> Who is the most interesting person you've ever met? Oh, my. Um, Probably my uh, my dad's dad. My mm-hmm. grandfather, he actually helped invent some of the, um, at Harvard, they um, were doing some inventions and stuff in the lab and they had to invent some like different things. And mm-hmm. he's very smart. He's a locksmith wow. and he's a TV. Yeah. So he's very smart and very scary. Well, he's kind of scary, but he was just so smart that it's like, if yeah. you didn't come fast enough, then... <laughs> you're screwed but my yeah probably my probably my grandfather oh my my dad's dad so and then my grandmother my yeah number she's a surgical nurse for a long time so she's very smart too so wow look at ex-cal's parents i know ex-cal's so smart he is (laughs) all right so the last two questions to to conclude the episode um would you join an mlm again I would not. I've been okay. tempted to, but I would not. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be a part of a group where someone's going to say, oh, we're like family or be on Zoom calls or think about people who I interact with as potential dollar signs or yep. I can't separate it. I personally cannot. Um, I'd rather I'd rather do a gig job like delivering food or doing like DoorDash and like running errands or doing ship it or if I yeah. need to make extra money or I mean I've I've cleaned houses I've babysat I've taught tennis I've been a graphic designer like I've done I've been a store manager I've done a lot of different things and I would not yeah. do I personally I don't have the personality to have the separation I need to protect my mental health and I yeah. I can't also, I would only, if I, it, I, I'm saying hypothetical, I would never recruit people. And I, I staunchly support that perspective. Like I didn't recruit anybody in um, Young Living. So I, I would just do it on a sales basis or uh, yeah. affiliate marketing. I, again, staunchly, no, I would not join an MLM ever again. Okay. What is the one thing that you would tell someone if they are thinking of joining an MLM? um get get the answers to your questions get specific answers to your questions um there's lots of times where you are gaslit or someone says oh that's not important to know or that's a great question i'll have to look that up and they never follow through on answering um that's my that was my dad's recommendation i think that's a really good one that ask specific questions get specific answers and if you're not getting them how do you follow up in a way that will lead you to the answers you need because you deserve to be in the best position possible before making a decision to join that type of situation and and um I don't know I get specific answers to the questions that you have yeah Um, because again my dad my and I keep going back to my dad because he is so not anti-MLM he's been he is an ethical salesman he's an incredible salesman he's an incredible Mm -hmm. business owner he has integrity and he's also 
really kind of killed his career at times because he's not a yes man and he will not go on get on board with um poor poor things that take advantage of others yeah so I really I kind of like hold him up on a little bit of a pedestal in terms of saying that there are ethical salespeople out there there's are there are ethical recruiters out there and to say that um that all salespeople are bad or all recruiting is bad or all I don't think that's fair now is I wish (laughs) I wish in multi-level marketing that you could not buy into the volume you need to rank up I wish that it all sales based and that you didn't earn a commission off of what your team ordered from the company. Yeah. I wish that I wish that piece was taken out because if that was, then you would only get paid if your team sold. Yeah. That's what I wish would much what I wish would happen. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I would I forgot the question, but yeah, I, I um <laughs> can you repeat the question? <laughs> Sorry. What is the one thing you would tell someone uh, if they are thinking of joining an MLM? Okay. Yes, get specific, get specific answers to your questions. Ask a lot of questions. Um, how much does it cost to run your business? What are the expenses associated with um, monthly with earning your paycheck? How many hours? If I'm going to, if I want to add $500 to my income every month, how many hours should I be expected to work and get specific answers? Mm-hmm. Ask to see who on your team is making $500 a month and can I talk to them? Yep. Um, how much, uh, like what is taxable? What, like ask specific <laughs> questions, like how long should I expect to work this business before I start seeing a return on my time? Yeah. Um, and what's reasonable? Like what's the average on your specific team? Can you show me those numbers? Um, And you should be able to ask that because you're going to be contributing to their commission check. So it seems like that should be an answer that they should be willing to answer. And if they're not, that should be a sign to you that should I join this specific person's team or maybe I shouldn't join this company. It's it's not a, who, and I, I hate to sound like an MLM pun. Yeah, who you matter joins because if you're joining someone who is deceptive, who is evasive, who cannot answer questions honestly, that's a that's a red flag in any organization. Yeah, it's a, it's a red, flag. um, and it's especially dangerous because you're directly impacting that person's um, paycheck every month because you're going to be ordering, and their commission is not based on your sales; it's yep. based off of. The volume that you order so i think that that it's the least that they could do to answer your questions specifically yep Yep. all right dc um this has been an amazing amazing and amazing amazing interview with you um do you want to share with the people where they can find you um on social media sure um my I think that it's consistent across all platforms, but my YouTube is say hello to DC S A Y H E L L O T O D E E C E E. And that's the same on Instagram and on, uh, I only use Twitter to report stuff to the FTC and tag the company. So nothing, nothing exciting is really going on over there. I'm mostly on Instagram. I'm mostly on 
um, YouTube and yeah, I, okay. I like to go live mostly. I like conversations like this. Cheryl knows that I like talking to people. I like, um, like talking to the live chat. So that's yes. my content is a little bit different <laughs> than most and, people. So, and that's yeah. what makes your content the best. And I'll make sure that I post your information down into the show notes so that everybody will be able to find you. Um, and oh, you know, I you. just want to speak, I want to speak on this as well. Like your YouTube videos are the, I think I love them because they are live and you can jump on and have a conversation with you and tons of other people across and around the world. Right. And for me, yeah. if I'm going to do YouTube, that's exactly what I'm going to do because I'm not going to, I don't want to edit. I've already said this. I'm not editing. <laughs> it's just going up. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do appreciate yeah. your conversation. I appreciate you and the snark crew. Um, I appreciate, I, I don't know how many times I can say I appreciate you without sounding more culty. So in a non-culty way, DC, I love you. You are amazing. Thank you for coming to the show. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. All right, fam. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Call Cheryl Hun. You're in a cult. I hope you found value in this episode. I hope there is something in this episode that you can relate to. And I hope there's something in this episode that you can take away from. As always, I appreciate your support. If you have a story that you would like to share, please feel free to email me at callcherylhun at gmail.com or reach out to me on Instagram at callcherylhun. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day night, evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this episode, and I'll see you next Monday.